0: Today, I'm bringing the real story behind the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose. The story of Annelise Mitchell. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing alright. I'm Fabio Carvalho and this is the Mystery Archive Project Follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now to receive notification whenever a new episode comes out. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. Now, let's have a good look in today's case. Anna Elizabeth Mitchell, better known as Annelise, was born on September 21st, 1952, in Germany, and had three other sisters. Her parents are Anna and Joseph Mitchell. They were very religious, and because of that, Annelise was educated in a profoundly Catholic doctrine. Her father had even considered priest training, and three of her aunts were nuns. Four years before Annalise was born, her mother gave birth to a daughter out of her relationship, named Marta. As a result, her mother suffered a lot of shame and was forced to wear a black veil on her wedding day. At age eight, Marta was diagnosed with a tumor in one of her kidneys. Unfortunately, the surgery had complications and she passed away. The family's religious indoctrination was so strong that this tragedy I will talk about today was understood as payment for Anna's sin. Annelise also ended up developing a feeling of pain for the sins of those around her. As a teenager, she slept on stone floors, naked, to pay for the sins of drug addicts in the area. In 1968, when she was 16 years old, she suffered a severe seizure and after medical consultations she was diagnosed with epilepsy. It didn't take long after that for her to start hallucinating, especially while praying. She had a second seizure in 1969 and a third in 1970. It was only on that occasion that anticonvulsants were prescribed. At the age of 20 in 1973 she began to show depressive behaviors talking to some close people about topics involving suicide. Furthermore it was at this age that she spoke to family and friends that she saw demons in people's faces and that she also heard voices inside her head. You are doomed to death. You will rot in hell. Your life is over. Her behavior started to get weirder and weirder. What will be explained from now on are not things that she did daily. Annalise had a normal life, but Strange things happened in sporadic moments that started in 1973 and became more present over the years. She tore her clothes, sometimes walked naked around the house, she peed and pooped anywhere, ate sand, flies, spiders, dead birds, and even licked her own urine when she was thirsty. In 1974, Annalise was admitted to a psychiatric hospital, but the treatments did not reverse any of her behaviors. She became frustrated by the medical intervention, and her behavior worsened. On a pilgrimage in which Annalise participated, accompanied by a lady, a friend of the family, she behaved in a very strange way, and this caught the attention of this person who later spoke to her parents. She said Anneliese avoided by always getting close to any crucifix. She did not enter any of the holy places, saying that she couldn't. At the moment of the sacred fountain, where they were supposed to drink the holy water, she once again refused to participate. And the strangest thing... Every time she got close to these places, she started to stink a lot, but when she left, the smell disappeared. Due to the religion's upbringing that surrounded her family, the attitudes she was already having, the non-positive result of the medical treatments, and now, with this testimony from a third party, her family members and Elise herself began to believe that she was possessed by demons. So, they turned to a church to request exorcism sections. A father called Ernest out, gave his opinion about the case and said that it seemed to be a spiritual thing, but he needed to talk to some people and would get in touch soon. The wait and process were long. It was only in September 75 that a bishop named Joseph Stengel authorized a priest named Arnold Rance to be in charge of exorcism sections following the guidelines of the Rituali Romanum from 1614, which is a liturgical book containing the only formal ritual for exorcism sanctioned by the Roman Catholic Church until the end of the 20th century. Despite authorization and support by the Rituale Romano, Bishop Joseph demanded complete secrecy about the case. Father Arnold chose Father Ernest himself to accompany him and the rituals, holding the first section on the 24th of September. Between the sections, Annalise started to eat very little and, at her own request, asked to stop with all medical treatment. The sections got heavier and heavier as the weeks went by. All rituals were recorded and in some moments of the tapes it's possible to identify slightly different voices. D- right. Tim, no, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah in a period of 10 months, between 1975 and 1976, Annelise underwent a total of 67 exorcism sections, being held once or twice a week, lasting up to four hours each. On July 1, 1976, at the age of 23, Annelise could not sustain the sections anymore, and died the autopsy report indicated that the cause of death was malnutrition and dehydration she was only 30 kilos also had pneumonia and the ligaments in her knees had torn from the more than 600 knee bands she obsessively performed during the sections shortly after Annalise's death Fathers Ernest Alt and Arnold Renz communicated the death to local authorities, who immediately opened an investigation which resulted in a criminal charge of negligence. Before the trial, Annalise's parents received a message from a nun. This nun told them that she had a vision in which Annalise's body would still be intact and this would be the definitive proof of the supernatural character of the events that had taken place. They asked the local authorities for permission to exhume their daughter's remains, but knowing that this argument would not be accepted, they claimed to the authorities that Annelise had been buried in a precarious coffin. After the exhumation, everybody saw the Anneliese's body in an advanced state of decomposition. The psychiatrists who testified said that the priestess had acted by doctrinal induction which worsened the young woman's psychotic state because if she had been taken to the hospital and had been fed, her death would not have happened. The defense of the priestess was carried out by lawyers hired by the church. The defense of Anneliese's parents was provided privately. They argued that the exorcism had been a legal act and that the German constitution protects its citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs. The defense also appealed to the content of the tapes, which were presented to the court, where, on several occasions, the voices and dialogues, often disturbing, were perfectly audible. Bishop Joseph, who authorized the exorcism, was not indicted by the prosecution because of his advanced age and poor health. He died of natural causes three years later, in 1979. Annalise's parents and the two priests were found guilty of negligence. Fathers Ernest and Arnold received a three-year sentence with parole on bail. But the parents, Anna and Joseph, even guilty, were not arrested, as justice understood that the loss of their daughter would be the penance for which they would pay for the rest of their lives. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case.